Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. My name is John Thomas, and I'll be your host for today. From Proverbs 23, 26 to 28, the word of the Lord says this. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. For an adulterous woman is a deep pit. A wayward wife is a narrow well. Like a bandit, she lies in wait and multiplies the unfaithful among men. Just a quick reminder here on the context of the book of Proverbs. Much of it is accredited to King Solomon. And it carries really this tone of a father reflecting back on his life, instructing a son on the wise way of living. Now, mind you, this is Solomon, son of King David, born out of his affair with Bathsheba. The same King Solomon who was praised for his wisdom, his wealth, the builder of the first temple, who also held 700 wives and 300 concubines. Safe to say, not someone who was a perfect picture of purity. In the end, the influence of his foreign wives would be his downfall as he was led towards idolatry and the worship of their gods over Yahweh. Later in his life, he would reflect on all of his success, the pursuits of pleasure, and he calls them futile and meaningless and says that there's really nothing to be gained under the sun. And you could read that uh, particularly in Ecclesiastes 2, 1 through 11. And after his reign, we see that Israel falls from this golden age into a civil war and a long line of disastrous and idolatrous kings. Solomon, in many ways, was a walking contradiction, someone who was stuck in that tension of belief and behavior, just like you and me. Knowing what's best is rarely the problem, but it's turning that knowledge into convictional belief that builds faith and trust into corresponding action. But again, we've been taught that the way to fulfillment is to dive deep into our desires, Whatever behavior gets you what you want, that desired outcome is all good. Just go for it. Follow whatever desire is strongest at any given moment because surely happiness is just on the other side of the corresponding action. But wisdom is knowing the difference between your strongest desire and your deepest desire and having the discipline to not only tell the difference, but to show the difference in your actions. See, culture says things like this. If it makes you happy, 1996, Sheryl Crow, it can't be that bad. Just do you. Or the heart wants what the heart wants. Or how about this one? Be true to yourself. Great, but which self am I supposed to be true to? Because guess what? My heart wants competing things. My deepest desire is to, for example, steward my body well, to take care of it. But my strongest desire is for fried chicken. (laughs) My deepest desire is to strengthen my relationship with the Lord through prayer and practicing spiritual disciplines. Yet my strongest desire, if I'm honest, is often to binge out on Netflix. And so you know how it goes. The more that you give in to these lesser desires, the more that you find yourself stuck in unhealthy habits that can actually rewire what we believe. 
And it's amazing how quickly we can move uh, from regret or remorse with actions that we know will cause us downfall to actually justification and validation of the things that we know deep down inside cause ourselves and others harm. And before we know it, we can find ourselves in a deep pit like the one described in the passage. This is why the passage today invites us to give me your heart, meaning set your affection on what matters most. Allow intimacy with God to reshape and unroot any desires that would lead us away from the kind of full life that he has for us. It also says to to let your eyes delight in my ways. Again, meaning fixate on me in my commandments. Don't allow your heart and your eyes to drift towards the things that seem immediately attractive, but ultimately lead to destruction. Don't look at these temptations of the world because they're dangerous. They're as dangerous as they are immediately attractive. The passage goes on to describe the trap of adultery, like a bandit that lies in wait, setting a trap whose intent is to only steal, to ensnare, to, to trap you, and it has the power to consume every part of your soul. The killers go on to point out that the father who's exhorting his son here is asking him to give him his heart. Even better, we should ask the Lord, quoting from Psalms 8611, to give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. The implication again here is that we don't need a set of moralistic behaviors, that it's not about trying or striving, but actually we need a new heart, a new heart that we can't create by ourselves, a heart of grace and redemption that by the Spirit's work in us will transform us from the inside out, that we can overcome the desires of the flesh. And this is truly the only way to overcome. It's not by faith in ourself. It's not by willpower. No, we overcome by faith in the finished work of Christ within us. I'm so thankful for that great verse in Galatians 6, 24 that says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of the flesh on the cross and crucified them there. This gives us great hope because as Christians, we're on the winning side. No matter the struggle, the wrestle, the temptation that we experience, the flesh actually has no authority over us because Christ has crucified it there with him on the cross. Before we come to Christ, our only weapon was really willpower. But as we follow him, we become his and his power becomes his and his victory becomes ours. Maybe you've resigned yourself to always being a victim of the flesh, thinking, you know, this is just the way I am. I can't change and things aren't going to get any better. Well, there's great news because the resurrection power of Christ within you gives you the power, gives you the hope that you can overcome because Christ has overcome. This is the gospel. See, the gospel is not wishful thinking. It's not just an eternal security for something that happens in the afterlife. No, it's a present reality that we live into to overcome temptation and sin in every aspect of our life. And it's not just about overcoming. It's also about receiving the abundant life that Christ has for us in the here and now. So go in his grace, go in his peace, knowing that you have his strength within you, that you have his hope, and that you have his comfort. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. 
You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.